Welcome to Can I Help You? Uh. <laughs> We're back coming live from our rooms back in our prospective homes from the trip. Mm. Um that's cool. How are y'all doing this week? This week has been every week feels like it's it's always extremely interesting. Um but this week, this week was an interesting one. I think this week we had the holidays this week. Happy holidays to everyone, specifically happy Kwanzaa for today. It's the first day. Umoja. Umoja. Um, but I think the holidays for sure bring a certain type of like energy. I'm in Mexico and I actually really want to be back home. <laughs> I actually felt really sad this time around. And not because like, the past two years, I haven't gone by home either. Like, I was in Philadelphia, and I was really content. I know last year, Trenier came to my place. Um, and the year before that, I, like, spent it with some other friends. But this year kind of felt different. I think it's because I'm across the country. Like, I'm, at another, I'm in another country. And I think it's just... I think just seeing my babies, and they're growing up so quickly, and everything is happening so fast, and... And I think that that kind of made me really emotional. Um, also, I was alone, you know, like I was I was in my house and not because I like, like me and the person I'm seeing, like we did like a little Christmas thing beforehand. Um, but I was, I was just here by myself, you know, and that felt, I felt kind of heavy. And I was checking in on everyone and everyone, I think, I think the realistic thing that made it feel kind of heavy was that everyone messaged me that morning being like, Merry Christmas, yeah. <laughs> happy holidays, you know, like, I got, like, six different phone calls from, like, all of my family, and so I was just, like, ah, oh, fuck, like, this is hard, like, this is, this is, this is a hard one, and I think that next year, for sure, I'll spend it with family. Yeah, I was thinking about y'all this uh, holiday season, for sure, because even Thanksgiving, everything, y'all have moved recently so it's not realistically to like take you know the first flight back home for every little christmas thing or thanksgiving thing or holiday or whatever um but i was thinking about y'all being like wow like i don't i so the holidays to me is like 75 percent being with people around you so I was really feeling for y'all out there I know we just spent the whole like 10 days together but I was like maybe we should have pushed that 10 days so that they would have had somebody around and stuff like that so I really um how about you Trenere how was your holiday season it's really like the same as Noel like you said you know we just moved and, you know, I moved to North Carolina. And so Thanksgiving, I thought it was fine. You know, I think towards the end, it started to get lonely. Because, you know, after I ate, after, you know, I did all my little FaceTime and Zoom calls and, you know, shared memories. I was like, oh, now what do I do? Like, I'm not used to just sitting around watching TV. I'm used to going out or, you know, just hanging out with the cousins and then that's it. So that was different this year but I think Christmas for sure it really felt lonely you know I went out for like I woke up I sent all my texts oh Merry Christmas Happy Holidays you know think about you blah blah and then I was like you know let me just go out for a walk so I went out for a walk and again the south it doesn't really snow it's all it does to me it doesn't feel like Christmas it, yeah. it was like 70 something degrees out <sighs> everybody was out 
at the park because I tried to go walking at the park but I was like oh there's too many people there so I ended up just walking around like different neighborhoods but yeah I just felt you know really lonely and I told myself I want to do this again you know I'm actually gonna make an effort to go out and see family or if not family you know maybe by this time next year I have a significant other who will you know keep me company yeah Mm -hmm. I think that's the thing is that Thanksgiving here they don't celebrate Thanksgiving in Mexico. Right. So it didn't feel Thanksgiving didn't feel weighted at all. Mm-hmm. It did feel I was jealous. I was having FOMO because I wanted to eat the food. That was that was like, oh, I really miss Bernid. I really miss Arocondules. Like I really miss all that type of stuff. So I feel like next year I'll make more effort, like Trainer saying, to like have a Thanksgiving thing here. But I think Christmas is just it's just such a big one. It's such a big one not to be around family, you know, like, and I think family is the core of that holiday. Like presents are fine or whatever, but I think it's the, it's the emotional aspect of it. And I think thinking about the next, not necessarily holiday, but the next big event is New Year's. So I'm like thinking, mm-hmm. what am I going to be doing? <laughs> am I just going to stay home and pop champagne like how I did? during thanksgiving so i feel like that's another one where i'm kind of nervous about being alone for but it could, so be, it could be transformative to have you know you're both on just your own journey right now and bringing in the new year's just by yourself that could be something too like you might mm-hmm. get something out of it being home and reflecting um whatever you're you're wanting your new year to be because realistically not none of y'all are thinking about moving back here this is who you are this is what you're doing (laughs) so finding your own traditions that's gonna be that's gonna be cool i'm excited for y'all too i know it must suck this year but it's gonna be awesome your new traditions thanks to you're welcome babe I'm just waiting to be invited for something to New Year's. I think if I'm not invited, then I'll just get drunk on my own and just call everybody. But mm-hmm. if I invite something, I'll just do that. I don't mind doing that too. You know, a little good little drink here and there is a nice thing, you know? Yeah. Um, how do y'all feel coming back from Mexico? How would you, what do you miss? What do you, what yeah, you we're back. <laughs> We're back in the states. Period. What felt culturally different? Like, how did y'all? How did y'all feel about that? Because I've gone back once. I've gone back once, and I felt like it was dreadful. I like the Philadelphia felt gray. Everything felt really gray. Everything felt really expensive. <laughs> Everything felt overwhelmingly like not my home anymore yeah um so i can't i don't have an emotional connection to america in that way mm-hmm. but y'all are going back and that's obviously your home so how does it feel uh, well for me <laughs> i well when i got off the plane and then when i went through customs at the charlotte airport my immediate thought was let me get the hell to my car <laughs> <laughs> yeah because I had really bad indigestion, food poisoning. I don't know what it was, but my stomach was cramping because of the food that I had the night before. 
And so my stomach was just all messed up. And this whole week I had diarrhea nonstop. Should have gone to the hospital. Don't have insurance right now. <laughs> um, so I just took some Pepto-Bismol and you know, your girl is back as of today. <laughs> Pepto-Bismol um, and praying. That's what you did. <laughs> yes, I, I did pray a lot. I said, please Lord, let me get through, through this week. Um, but no, I was kind of excited to come back home but like Mexico is really nice and you know spending time with y'all was really nice and I really miss that kind of aspect of us hanging out because we're not as close as we used to be you know what I mean like we all either moved okay we're not as close as we used to be in, in, in terms of location physically physically yeah physically yeah Thank you. <laughs> We're not as close in terms of location. Uh, so it just felt nice to be in the same space again and being able to just hang out and reminisce and have new memories. Uh, but something that I do miss about Mexico besides hanging out with y'all is the food. And also I really like the aesthetic there too. Like I like how people are I like drive, like the drive. You know, people are a little reckless on the road, but I kind of liked it. <laughs> I just like being in Mexico in general. So everything about Mexico, I do miss. And it's something that I do want to travel back to. Um, definitely Mexico City. I will travel back again, of course, to see Bay. Mm -hmm. But I think I also want to go to the far west of Mexico too. Mm -hmm. So um, like how that, person was telling us about Baja California and that sort of area if it's not too expensive I'd probably want to go there just so then I could say I've been to you know at least a few regions so not just this mm -hmm. sort of part of Mexico I've been you know east I've been central and now I'm going like west and then maybe a trip further down south too so for me for the second time Mexico has Oh man, Me Mexico has like a special place. Every time I've gone to Mexico, it's been with somebody I love and like we're doing great things. So Mexico has always been an experience. We went, full disclosure, we went to Tulum, which you probably heard in our last episode. We had basically a half and half episode because of the uh, the uh, Wi-Fi situation we had in Tulum. And, and then we went to Mexico City and Tulum and Mexico City are drastically different. Mm -hmm. um we also went to yucatan which if you do go oh. to the central of yucatan it you know it is touristy but to get there you're still going through a tiny you know pueblo and things like that so mm -hmm. all the things we experienced were vast differences and i enjoyed all of them uh, again every time i'm in mexico i feel home maybe it's because of the language or because the people are just always so happy or i i don't know what it is or maybe it's because i'm spending time with y'all last time i went with my cousin but it's always been good one thing though mexico city's air oh my god i couldn't breathe <laughs> that thing is hard to breathe through yeah. uh, and i don't know why i don't know why it was like that when y'all got here mm -hmm. but then literally like a day or two later it cleared up and everything felt very like back to normal and again it has a lot to do with covid like there's no yeah. there were no cars on the road and now there's cars there 24 7 mm -hmm. so all that like ammunition and all that type of shit that comes out of cars it's really fucking up. Yeah. <laughs> but I just think just in general, the air was so 
thick, like thick. Yes, because girl. I got on that plane from Mexico City to Dallas. And I, I was hyperventilating on takeoff. I was hyperventilating. I couldn't <laughs> breathe. I couldn't catch a breath. I was freaking the fuck out. And of course, they have to have you have the, the little mask on. You know, I had my neck pillow on. I was in the middle seat. I was flipping the fuck out. I was like, this plane doesn't take off in about five minutes. I'm, I'm going to have a, there's, there's going to be a news break about me. <laughs> so we took off and we landed in Dallas and all of a sudden the air got thinner and thinner. And then we got in Boston. The air was thin, cold, and people were rude to each other. I was like, I'm fucking finally home. <laughs> oh my God. But no, Mexico is amazing. My body just started rejecting Mexico those last two, three days. I was getting it like food poison. I couldn't breathe. I was getting a rash. I don't get that. Like my body knew like, you're yeah, not, <laughs> you're either going to adjust real quick and you're going to stay here or we got to go home now, immediately now. Yeah, but it's an adjustment. It's an yeah. adjustment for sure. But we were there for 10 days and it felt like we were there for a month. Like we did yeah. everything. Like a long time. Anything. Yeah, we did. I'm, I'm happy though, because Mm-hmm. My my biggest fear about going there was because, you know, like, what if we didn't do everything we wanted to do? And it felt like we did everything we wanted to do, plus more like things we had to fill our days, like <laughs> figuring shit out, taking mm-hmm. naps, going out, coming back, going out. It was crazy. We went to the Frida Kahlo Museum. Mm-hmm. That was beautiful. Mm-hmm. We went to Chapultepec, which was nice, too. We just went to open like touristy things, but we also did things that were like just really good food places that are nearby that were really oh my god like there was one night where we had this shrimp and it, ha- it was like, like soy sauce shrimp mm. oh my god we ate so much guacamole <laughs> we ate so much it was literally that was probably it was that was our food guacamole was the most it was that was the biggest part of our trip guacamole the french fries the french fries french fries they were they were frying them French fries in Agua Santa before they even yo their French fries. I know they're not Mexican food, but their French fries was lit every single time. Hit, you know. And then you know another question to ask. Y'all also met my person. What are y'all's thoughts? <laughs> we sure did. I would just like to say for the first 20 minutes, Demel did not speak to him at all. I was like, said, cheese was like, it wasn't that. It was not she bad. Was it, not into it. <laughs> I so the thing was, you know what it was, is that I felt like the necessity for me to talk to your person. And mm-hmm. well, I call him Rodri. Is Rodri okay with me being yeah. like it's Rodri? Exactly. So Rodri and I, like the tension was there that we needed to speak, but like, I'm the type of person that like, I'm, I'm going to talk to you when I want to talk to you. <laughs> like, don't, don't Cause then I have to have this like stupid, I hate small talk conversation. Yeah. And so I was just wandering around. And then of course I got a couple of drinks in me. And then I was like, Rodri, I like your hair <laughs> we went from there. And then we were best friends, of course, because we're like, you know, anybody that's in our friend group, it has to get along with all three of us or you're just not our friend. <laughs> like, I don't know what to tell you, but Rodri was awesome. Rodri did all the things that I would expect Noel's partner to do and more. Like, I was a little taken aback when we got to Mexico City and the flowers were there and the little, um, the Jesus cracker was there with the Nutella and these little figurines. Oh, it was so cute. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my face. It was so cute. Like, and then oh, he just kept, you know, 
more and more and more and more. And you know what I like the most is that they gave us space. So Rodri, like, you know, was there, but also was like, and I don't know if it's because uh, Rodri had like responsibility or he had to do some stuff, but it'd be like, we're with him and then we're not with him and then we're with him. You know what I mean? Like there was breaks in between. Yeah, yeah. Trina, your thoughts? Well, I already met this individual on the phone. So in person, it was nice. Huh? Like five seconds. Not really, but anywho. So we met on the we met on FaceTime and then just seeing each other in person was nice. It felt like I already like knew them. So it felt very comfortable for me. I do like this individual. They're really nice, kind, sweet. And again, like Demel said, you know, they go, they do the bare minimum and more for you. And they also, you know, treated us really well. And, you know, I put in my little two cents with them and I said, you know, oh, we know, girl. Oh, you say you better me. do, you better do what you got to do. Because it's not, hmm, was girl. I drunk for that? You took them aside and was like, yo, y'all right. weren't even there. We weren't even oh, there. Oh, that was when we were go. that's when we were waiting for them at the grocery store. And I was like, let's just go in because I know Trina was doing a whole thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, obviously, would love them. I didn't go hard. Whoa. You know what it was? I, I didn't want to have that conversation. Well, I think Rodri understands that. If I if Rodri rakes Noel's high, I'm coming for them, you know? First class <laughs> ticket. <laughs> but no, I no, it's it seemed like a really genuine relationship. And I felt the genuity coming from Rodri and I, I felt the genuity coming from him and his hospitality. So if you're listening to this, hey babe, like so much. Hey. Hope to see yeah. you yeah. Yeah. Well, great. The love and care was definitely there. You could feel it. Yeah. The love and care was there for sure. And the fact that he paid for dinner was really sweet. There was just there he did I think he did above and beyond and I was really grateful for that. Uh, but he didn't have to do that. He didn't have he didn't to have do to. any of that. Yeah, Not at all. Exactly. Even like even like this, even like flowers and like the the little Jesus crackers. I was just like, even that was a surprise. Ooh. I did not provoke him to do and wine of, too, like, mm-hmm. and wine mm-hmm. and little figurines of all of our skin tones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was like a whole setup. Yeah, and I was not expecting that. And he told me, like, because he he was like, oh, let me know when you get home. And I was like, okay, I'll let you know when I get home. And so I thought he might, maybe he was going to come around. But no, it's because he was leaving something for us. And that was very mm. sweet of him. Well, I think that's what's important, too. When you're meeting friends or people who are close to, you know, your significant other, you should make an impression. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. And so he did just that. And yeah. fun fact... He also likes to turn up and he loves cupcake. <laughs> so <laughs> cupcake is his his girl. He loves shaking that ass, period. Oh. So fun fact. Yeah, he's very into he's very into music and he's very into American music for sure. Um my partner met my parents this weekend. Yeah. <gasps> How was that? <laughs> it was like spare of the moment um christmas eve i went over to his place and 
I was supposed to just be there real quick to like drop off presents for him and for my baby boy, the doggy, and you know, just leave. But we ended up hanging out and he was like, Yeah, when I meet your parents, I was like, What the fuck? When? Why don't we do it tonight? You know, my drunk ass fucking, I was just, you know, whatever. So I was like, Let's just do it tonight. And he's like, for sure. And I was like, for sure. So I texted mommy. I was like, well, I'm having a plus, uh, plus one to the dinner. Oh, God. So he just is up. We show up and he's so nervous. He can't stop shaking. Like he had to like wait a minute to eat because he couldn't stop shaking. And of course, mom and dad are just like hawks around him because they had already eaten right and then there's only there's only four chairs in my in my mom's dining room table yeah so me and him are sitting next to each other i I bring my brother i'm like hey make conversation like you know because you're the only one that speaks both languages besides me like let's make conversation so he sits on the other chair and my mom my dad stand not sit stand next (laughs) to him and he's just there like shaking but they were so nice to him and by the way they were like uh, I don't believe that he's old enough, like as old as you told us he was, because they were like, oh, he's young, he's proud. They didn't expect him to be six foot, like five, like towering over everybody. So they really enjoyed him as soon as he came in, instant friends. I don't know what the fuck it was, but they were just like hovering over him. And because he doesn't know Spanish, he didn't know what the fuck was going on. I was like, just calm down. They're just scoping you out. They're trying to be your friend. And he's like, okay. And then my brother goes, well, if you guys sit down, maybe he'll feel more comfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so they were standing the whole entire time? They were just standing watching us eat. And having a conversation, <laughs> trying to have a conversation. And then we moved to the living room and then they started playing Uno and drinking. And then fucking, it was a wrap, you know, because as soon as you start playing Uno and drinking, everybody's friends with everybody. Right. And then we dropped him off home. And then my brother and my mom went upstairs to his apartment and started looking around. Mommy picking out fucking appliances that she wanted in his house. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Not this money, ma. <laughs> have this money yeah and then we left it was it was it was better than expected but also not expected that he would come over but i'm glad it happened that's good though yeah i was about to facetime y'all and like to like secretly like hide you in my pocket and so you can watch the fucking shit show that was a cold day i took videos i'll send it to y'all later it's hilarious please do that's funny but he did what noel's partner did it was like make an effort right because he doesn't know spanish but you know him and his like third grade spanish was trying to have a conversation with my parents and he tried did all these things i was like okay good you know (laughs) did he come empty-handed or did he bring something no he he wanted me to pull over a market basket by wine i was like the the one thing we do have at my house is alcohol okay <laughs> we don't need no alcohol yeah so he brought like a he had a we had a dessert in the in the car that's what we brought oh cute yeah that is cute sometimes you just gotta make that step you know you just can't wait so i think the spur of the moment was good yeah well we've been talking about moving in together and relatively soon so it has to happen i can't move in with nobody that hasn't met my parents that's just not gonna happen so mm-hmm. glad it happened yeah. 
we'll see where it goes i thought it was a little too soon like how soon do y'all think is like too soon to like move in with somebody yeah, so i have a problem i would say two days but realistically i think like after a i would say like a solid year i yeah. would give like if you feel comfortable after a year then i would recommend it but realistically i think two years is enough time for you to develop a personality of the person mm-hmm. and like because you spend so much time together like you know how they are what their mannerisms are and then after two years if you want to move in with them you move in with them and then if it doesn't work it doesn't work and then you guys can figure things out after that you know mm-hmm. yeah I would say two years too like two solid years it shouldn't be like an on and off sort of thing mm-hmm. or I guess it can but whatever two years looks like for, for yeah you, you know uh, but yeah, that's that's one of my one my one of my biggest like uh, hesitancies. Not even just being Sagittarius, we're afraid of commitment, and I feel like moving in feels like the the next the natural next the uh, next best no natural next step. But it feels definitive, <laughs> and it's scary for me at least. It's scary for some people. It might not. Be that. No, for sure. Moving in is know. scary. Yeah, and I think it's also, like, you have to figure out if you're compatible to live together. And then, you know, if you're not compatible living together, what are the options? Like, are you okay with still being together or maybe just being in separate spaces for a while? Mm-hmm. Or do you find a middle ground? And I think that's hard to figure out with someone. Mm-hmm. Especially because you're with an older man. Like, you're with someone who has settled in right. his ways. And so you are literally going to be a really large push for him. Like you're going to have to push the decorative aspect. You're going to have to push the, how things are done every single day. You're going to like, you're going to be such a center in how the house is now navigated Mm -hmm. that like, it is going to be a big change. And I wouldn't be surprised if he also feels heavy at some time, you know, like if he Mm -hmm. also feels like, oh fuck, like everything is changing so quickly and so, like, I would just recommend just be gradual with everything, you know? Yeah. Right. Because you don't want that pushback of, like, oh, you you think you could just come in and change everything? It's right. Like, well, yes, because uh, you need some changing in life. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but, no, at the same time, like, it should be, like, no, it's a gradual, like, a partnership, and y'all should be able to communicate. But I think living with each other would just, one, it'll solidify, but, two, that you really also get to know the person a little bit more. Cause you know, hanging out, going on dates, even like going on dates, you know, at each other's homes, right? You know the person, but it's not like you're spending 24 seven with that individual. So you'll be able to learn a little bit more about each other. The do's don't, or not do's and don'ts, but the roses and thorns. Mm-hmm. Okay, now here's a good question. Here's a question. Or maybe like a prompt. Who knows? Here's the thing. Would you rather move in to a brand new place together or would you rather move into one of y'all's places? Even though you, it wouldn't count for you. It's complicated for you because you're not, <laughs> you live with your family. So well, he's not here's the thing. Family. My ex, I moved him into the apartment I shared with my roommate. Oh remember? yeah, yeah. yeah I, remember I moved that. them into that, and I think that that unless you're super certain, and and Trini, I'm gonna I'm gonna send this question your way because from my experience, when you move someone into your space, you need to be over a hundred and ten percent 
that you're willing to spend this time with this person because when you're moving into somebody else's space you a get the advantage of seeing how they've already kind of like go about their daily life how they live and you can adapt if you're an adaptable person and you can compromise if you're a compromisable person you can you know you can just preemptively see what's going on but when you're I feel like when you're living in your own space and you have your fucking, your little futon here, your couch here, when somebody moves in, they're like, I don't want the futon there. That to me is, it's a little bit more difficult than if you were to move into someone's space and and adapt that way. But Trinia, how do you feel about, you own your condo right now, so. (laughs) So would I want someone moving in with me? Yeah. Would you rather move in yours is a special one because you own the condo so what if you like meet someone serious are you moving in with that person or you want them to move in with you say you both own a house i would have to look at their space first (laughs) and determine whether or not oh but i think either way um so if i do so if i i like my space it's like how you said develop it's set up how I want it. No. And so I never, again, I never, I don't account for people coming in and like staying for like years on end, right? And I'm already very particular on how I like my room and how I like my space. <laughs> and so if someone were to come in and, you know, want to change something, I'll probably like freak out out loud be just like your boo at the dinner table shaking i'll be like Mm -hmm. no this is not how i want it (laughs) because i'm very particular like this is my sanctuary this is you know where i get to relax so for me i think i would want to move into someone else's space Mm -hmm. because then it's almost like a way for me to start over and i could build that sort of partnership so it's like all right i already see what you have i already see how you maneuver you know what can I add to it to make it a together space? So not necessarily taking away from what you have already, but like what can be added to also accommodate myself, but also would be good for the both of us. And then I would just end up running out this space. Yeah. Mm. How about you, Noel? Because Rodri has his apartment and you are right now looking for one but what if all these like just move in bitch obviously i would love to just move in (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i'm just that girl i like i like the thought of cheaper rent i just because because we're both renting i like the thought of rent being cheaper i like the thought of things being easier i like i've already imagined in my head i'm like okay like how do we if he were to ask me to move in tomorrow i obviously would want to move in but there are things that I would want to like improve. So I'd be like, okay, like, can I, can you continue to pay rent for like the next three months? And can we use my portion of the money to like do some like home improvements? Like, can we get like a real dining table? Can we get a bigger bed? Like, can we get a more stable bed? You know, like things like that in my head have gone, like I've that has been gone through, been going through my head just thinking about it. But realistically, when the time comes that he, that he will ask me to be a, a, an, uh, an accomplice in his home, I would like us to move to a completely different space. I don't, I love his 
apartment now. I love that neighborhood. I would like to stay in that neighborhood. I think that neighborhood is like, it has a really, a lot of beautiful restaurants, mm. great bars, uh, grocery stores nearby, pharmacies nearby, laundromat if we don't have a washer and dryer. Like there, everything is like in that neighborhood. And I really like that neighborhood. But I would prefer for us to start anew together. I don't like the thought of going into someone else's home and then trying to make myself fit. Just because, like, I, I'm really big on aesthetics. <laughs> so <laughs> I just know, I know myself really well. And I know that I will become very overwhelming very quickly. And I know that. And I don't mean to be that person. But I just don't, like, his house right now is very gray and blue. Those are the, that should only be for the bathroom. I should not see blue anywhere in the house unless it's the bathroom. I don't want to yeah. see blue anywhere. I want it to feel like I'm really particular about how my home feels. And I'm really particular about like, this is a space that is a gathering for people outside of us too. Mm-hmm. Our, our bedroom is for short hours that no one is allowed to go into. That is a sanctuary space for us. If we have a studio, that is a sanctuary space for our work but the living room kitchen bathroom I am so invested in people coming over and entertaining and having a space where people feel comfortable if they need a space to like leave their homes or leave whatever or even if like again like y'all coming over like visiting and shit like that like y'all slept over when we when we went to go see him like any of that type of stuff like I wanted to feel extremely comfortable extremely warm very aesthetically pleasing and not like a man cave Uh and so I you know and there's like art that I have in a storage unit in America that I want to bring over and there's a whole bunch of shit that I want to bring over from the states that I have that I need to figure out but I'm just very invested into like building a place together I don't want I don't want it to feel like I'm intruding on your space and I don't want it to feel like he's intruding on mine I would much rather us decide hey, this is a really big step in our relationship. Let's figure it out together and let's do a lease. I also want the lease to be in both our names. Because <laughs> what if it doesn't work out that he kicks me out? You know, like that's, do I, what? That's a lot. Um, or if he wasn't coming into my space and I would kick him out, like that just would feel so illegally, that would feel very overwhelming to me. So I would much rather us have a space together legally it'd be under both our names and then if it doesn't work out then we both have to come out of it like we both have to leave the house and we both have to split whatever we own you know as a real estate agent who does (laughs) (laughs) baby (coughs) let me just give you all the rundown on on leasing a space if you are renting if you're moving in with someone who's renting or if you're planning on renting with a partnership just have the one person on the lease. If it allows you to do that, just have the one person on the lease. And if you, in the future, if you like, Oh, you know, like maybe this isn't working out. It is so much easier to sever that lease because it doesn't have to go through any documentation when you're on a lease together. The only time you should ever be on a lease together and a documentation together is if you're married, babe, because mm-hmm. there's extra fees that come in with splitting a lease. It is not as easy as people really? think. Yeah. You either have to wait for that, like the end of that lease, or you have to, the person died. That's basically the only two options I have for you. Please but I go through this all the time at my job, babe, like where 
oh, I have me and my boyfriend are going to get an apartment. And then two months later, they're paying $3,000 extra dollars to remove the person from the lease, changing the locks. Uh, oh, here's the uh, police report. Here's this. It, I'm not saying that in every relationship it's like that, but it'd be yeah. so much easier if, you know, if you if you did not go on a lease with somebody that you weren't either engaged to or married to. That's what mm-hmm. it is. <laughs> like, yeah. just keep keep it okay, keep it severed. <laughs> the second he asked me to move it, I'm opposed. But yeah, I, but that's the thing too is that like I'm also like thinking about the long run, and I'm like I want a house. Like I don't want, I don't want an apartment for very much longer. Mm-hmm. I'm like I by the time I'm 35, I need to be either looking for a home or already settled in the home. Mm-hmm. Let's take a break. Damn. And welcome back, everybody. And welcome back. (laughs) So we left off. (laughs) We're talking about moving in. Um, And I think that's a great segue to talk about New Year's resolutions and sort of like, what are y'all... What are y'all thinking about the new year? We are in the midst again of another Omarion variant. COVID is here to stay and it will not leave us. And I don't think that it will leave us for a very long time, which is unfortunate because I'm so tired of wearing this mask. But it feels like it feels like this is our normal right now. So what is the what is the next what does 2022 feel like it's gonna bring you all? Bring your girl. What I knew y'all were gonna pick me first. That's why I stay quiet. <laughs> <laughs> start us off, North Carolina. Why don't you start us off, Mexico? Wait, actually, before before we actually go into New Year's resolutions, me and Demel give updates on our booze. Trinia, what is your update? Yeah. Okay, um, <laughs> so I wasn't gonna talk about it, but I will. Uh, so right now, well, in Mexico, I did a drunk call. I was bawling, <laughs> crying, boo-hoo. I don't even know what I was saying, but it like I've never cried like this before. And I even sobered up at one point when I was crying. Like, why am I crying like this? <laughs> All right, let me give you the the breakdown of what happened that no, night. No, we were we no, were no, we, no, we, no, we were no, drinking. No, no, I'll just give it no. from my point of view because to be honest with you, I don't know what the fuck happened, right? We were drinking at Rodri's house. We were all drunk as fuck after playing Guru and all that shit. I legit, after a certain point of drinking, my bot the only way my body knows to shut me off is to go to sleep. So I knocked out on the couch. They're still going at it. I wake up, I look over, Trinira's bawling crying just yeah. unconsolable like in- intense i know i'll sitting in the car and I'd be like it's okay she's just you know <laughs> <laughs> because the thing that happened was trainer was trying to talk to to the to, to rodi and she was trying to have a conversation with him in spanish and Trainier was so drunk that she, uh, no one could understand what she, I was trying so hard and it's not Trainier Spanish, it's perfectly fine. But when she's drunk, it's like, even her English words are slurred. So her Spanish words were even worse. And we were, and I was just like, 
to speak English. Say, say it in English. Just say it in English. And and Rodi was like, say it in English. It's fine. Say, like he clearly he speaks fluent English. He doesn't have a word that he he is fine. Trainier starts bawling because she really wants to say it in Spanish. <laughs> she wants to say everything in Spanish so badly. And she's like, oh, but you don't know. I just really want to say it in Spanish. You guys are not letting me. I don't know why you guys are not It's like, girl, what just happened? Like, we're having a beautiful time. It is, we're all speaking English. No, very few times that we go into Spanish. And Trainier fully understands what we're saying anyways. But she starts freaking out because of a linguistic barrier. And it, but it wasn't even like, it wasn't even a language. It was just, she was drunk. She was just so drunk. Like, right. she was beyond drunk. Okay, so go, babe. What happened? What and happened? Then was, and then I was crying. I went to the bathroom. Mind you, I don't even remember going to the bathroom. <laughs> so I went to the bathroom. And so I unlocked my phone and I called the person I'm talking to. And so I'm, you know, boohoo crying, you know, telling them, you know, what happened. And then Noel comes in um, and then Noel tries to explain everything. And so I like, I'm just like boohoo crying. And like I said, like I sober up quick for a second. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I've never cried like this before in like a long ass time. And so then, you know, all I remember is waking up the next morning after. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know what was said. Like, I don't know what we talked about. Um, so get back to the States, start talking to them on Monday while they're at work. And, um, you know, the questions from our last podcast, our, our last episode, I go into some of those questions, you know, I stay away from like the more personal ones just because, you know, they're at work. And so like, there's a lot of distractions. So I'm not going to get that full conversation that I want. And so then I asked them a question. I forgot which one it was, but it was something along the lines of like, when is, what is too much, right? And so before leaving to Mexico, I surprised them on their work break with cookies from Crumble Cookies. That place, y'all, is so fucking delicious. <laughs> you can only really eat one whole cookie, but try your best to taste all of them. So I surprised them and they said a seven out of 10, that was too much. Wait, you... I- Wait, 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 wait. So you I asked, asked them, was that too much? And they said seven out of 10. Seven out of 10, that was doing a lot. And so, you know, I was like, oh, okay. So let me take a step back and, you know, gauge the whole time. Like we've been, you know, like talking. Cause that kind of like threw me off. I'm like, I didn't know that bother you that much I could kind of feel a little uneasiness when I was there I think it was just because you know I thought it was just like oh I surprised him like he didn't know I was gonna be there um but obviously that wasn't the case and so this whole week I've been you know taking a step back I have been reaching out um I've been you know taking time for myself and kind of thinking you know what 
like now how do I navigate this should I just end it because you know my intention wasn't to make the situation feel uncomfortable but if something like that makes you uncomfortable then like there needs to be some unpacking on your side because I thought I was just y'all know how I am I'm just nice and like Mm -hmm. I just you know do things without you know not necessarily like thinking too much about it and I thought it was like a nice gesture but you know is it because they're afraid that oh like this is this seems like solid I'm going into a relationship or you know what what it may have you and so I've been taking a step back this week kind of thinking about all right well now how do I navigate the conversation I don't want to have this over the phone because one the only time you can talk and I can talk is when we're at work and so I don't want to have that conversation while you're at work and while I'm at work um but then also like do I want to take the time and energy to unpack that Mm. and and it's easier to just be like you know what let's just end it now (laughs) because if something like that is too much then what, like, what, what have we been doing this whole time? <laughs> like, what's, it, that should be too much too, essentially, in, in a way. So it was just, you know, kind of off-putting. And so I've been, you know, kind of distant from them. I uh, haven't really, like, been talking too much. Um, and I'm waiting for them to reach out to me or waiting for him to reach out to me. Um, and so, yeah, that's where I am right now. Like, I'm kind of thrown off. And, you know, I'm a little hurt just because I am a nice person and I thought it was a nice gesture. And for someone to be like, so giving me a present, that's a lot, you know, it just, it just kind of threw me off. So I don't know. I'm so sorry that happened to you. If you showed up at my doorstep with cookies, I would uh, scream, yell, fall on the floor, and uh, gyrate. I would fuck the shit out of you. Fuck, literally, I would fuck you. I would cookies at my door, bitch. Good cookies. Oh my god! When I left Philadelphia, what is that cookie store? It's purple. It's insomnia. Insomnia cookies. Mm -hmm. I got addicted to that the last week that I left. And every single day I bought a cookie. I might have bought a pack of five one day just because I thought they were so good. That that's I that I think that's ridiculous. I think that's ridiculous for, for someone to feel like, oh, you showing up. I I don't understand that. I don't, I like, I want answers. I want results. I want clarity. I want closure. I don't, that does not make sense to me. You showing up doing something kind for someone is such a weird, I was listening to a podcast last night called The Real, great podcast. The Read, The Read, not The Real. Uh, <laughs> the Real's on the <laughs> Right, two different but things. Was, there, was one seg- there was one question where it was like, oh, uh, these two best friends were talking to each other, talking to blah, blah, blah. One of the best friends, Bath and Body Works was having their like annual sale. And one of the best friends overheard that their part, the person that they're dating likes candles. And so they were at Bath and Body Works. It's literally $4 a candle. They bought like maybe two candles for, for that person. And the the best friend was like, why the fuck would you buy candles for my man? Like, why would you buy candles for my man? 
And so then the argument, <laughs> Kid Fury's like, absolutely not. You should not buy my man candles. That is a disrespectful thing to do. It is just a no. Crystal, on the other hand, more, more, uh, more level-headed, was like, it is just a kind gesture. It is just something that like, I'm just being a nice person. I didn't have to buy this thing. I don't, you could, you could get the candle yourself if you wanted it and you could give it to him. But I'm just doing a kind gesture. And I think that there is, there is a, I think that there is a space right now, which I don't, which I want to say if it's like a generational thing between us. I think it's for some people, those small gestures mean something completely bigger than what they're used to. And I think for us, it is something that we've done so often in just friendships. Yeah. It feels like such a strange thing to hear. It, and I'm speaking for myself, and y'all can obviously speak for yourselves too, but it feels like such a strange thing for me to hear that that, it, that is a 7 out of 10 too much. It is a cookie. The bitch didn't propose to you. She didn't bring you flowers. She didn't bring you a new pair of Jordans. She didn't bring you the PS5. She didn't bring you a guitar. She brought you some cookies. And you feel this type of way about that? Really? Cookies? Blown. 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 <clears throat> when I was talking about me and my partner have been together for two and a half more, more than two and a half uh, years on and off again. When we first started, like even six months eight eight nine ten months like well in in our relationship there were certain things that I wouldn't do like just show up at their house unannounced even if like oh I was you know invited like I would double check five minutes before I left you want me to go Mm. because I didn't want them to to do that to be like oh you just showed up at my house or something like that to me it felt like a rejection and then I started to uh slowly realize that he was how do I explain it? He just needed the uh, the opportunity to be like, yes, I want you to come over or, you know, don't come over today or just check in me with me before coming over because he felt like he still needed he still needed power over the relationship. Mm-hmm. he still needed power and being like i have an out i have an out an easy out and being like oh we can break up no hard feelings right because if he was too into it right if like he was allowing me to show up just yeah. unannounced and taking care like just taking control of what his space was it became wicked real wicked fast you know what i mean mm-hmm. like there was no breaking up and and like just leaving it off and when we talked about the last podcast you said that he ha- that you would be waiting about the uh the final conversation like what are we mm. was he going through some trauma or was he going trying to take it easier slower than than usual than usual yeah that's what he told me mm-hmm. um like i think like last month or something like that um Oh, and also too, like his place wasn't picked up. And so I feel like he felt embarrassed too. But again, I had, it's something that we haven't talked about. So I don't even know like his whole reason for that situation be a seven out of 10, but that makes sense. Like separation of space and I guess power. 
but for me it's like you do these things out of the kindness you would do this for, yeah. not, for not no for not somebody that you were even dating for a friend for somebody you just met that was going through a difficult time like you do this stuff like you would do this for a co-worker just show up unannounced like let me cheer up your day like these are things that you do without even thinking about it as an extra whereas someone that you're dating might think of it as an extra you know what I mean like Mm-hmm. so I'm sorry that you feel that maybe if you have the opportunity to talk to him and explain what you were trying to do um or if he you know comes around and speaks to you about it you can explain like this is in your nature like I do the yeah. nice things because I want to do nice things it's not because I want you know to I, I like push the relationship it's because I was going all the way on a trip I'm bringing you some cookies god damn are you happy about it like shit like even if my presence wasn't exciting like cookies <laughs> hello <laughs> cookies. right yeah I don't know I think I have mixed emotions about it because I think that that's like because I, I think that it's like it's like the conversation you said earlier like or the conversation you had with us a couple um, shows ago, Demel, where it's like, it's still so much of a centering of the other person in a way that like, even my kindness now has to center them. Mm-hmm. And that is a strange place to be in. And that is a strange, cause like Rodi has my keys. Like he, has, he literally has the keys to my apartment. So he can show up whenever he feels like it or whenever like he, like in which he does. And he, you know, he dropped off the flowers or whatever. And so I just, I don't know. I think that, like, y'all have been together for, like, not, maybe not the longest time, but y'all have been together for a couple months now. And there, if this feel, and you've been this person since the start, since the jump, you know, like, you've been this sort of, like, kind over, like, I know you, we know you, we know who you are. You've been, you've always been this person. You're always this person. And you're very transparent about being this person. <coughs> So it's like at this point, where I think, yeah, I think this is like, I think this is the perfect timing for you to have a very intense conversation with him now. Because mm-hmm. I've had that recently with Rodi and it cleared up. It made me so happy. It cleared up a lot of things that I was having a hard time with because I forget how much I project. Because, you know, in, in my relationship with him, I'm always like, oh, he's constantly projecting his exes or his past, blah, 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 because he's had a lot of shit. And then I forget how much I'm projecting. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, like, I'm projecting this insecurity because because I don't trust people. Like, I'm projecting this because, yes, I have been hurt in the past. And normally, if you leave this door open, this happens, X, Y, and Z. So I think, it's, I think this is the perfect time for you to have that conversation and mm-hmm. based off of that conversation I think you'll have your answer of whether or not to move forward so they're the first person you've been like talking to right so mm-hmm. if it were just somebody like down the line of people you were dating do they deserve this much of a like second third fourth opportunity or is it because they're the first connection to this new place you moved into and you know they're like the one person you can go to mm-hmm. had this happened back at your hometown or had this happen like with somebody just like whatever would you give them I and I, I as I'm saying this you're the person that gives second third fourth chances you know what I'm saying like <laughs> But like, do they deserve this? Like after they treated you that way, do they deserve any type of like 
just are you willing to just let it go like just move on do your thing like what are you trying to do right now well like I do want to have a conversation and so I'm just waiting to do it in person because like I said like over the phone like he's at work or I'm at work and so like do I want to have that conversation during those times realistically no um in the weekend well, this weekend is New Year's, so we're probably going to be off doing our own thing. So whenever that, you know, like in-person meetup is, um, I'll probably do it then. But, you know, like I would have the conversation. Um, I don't know. I just honestly, like I think it's like hearing it out loud and having a conversation with y'all because I've been having a conversation well, I've had like small conversations with Noel, but I've been also having like this conversation in my head like this whole week. And so like hearing it out loud, like it kind of just sounds funny, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, um, like, yeah, I, I, would, I would have a conversation with them in person and based off that response, I'll just say, hey, you know, we will continue talking or actually let's end it here um so like I've been like kind of like building myself up for both possibilities in my head because honestly at the end of the day would I be fine walking away yes because I feel like I've gotten a fulfillment I've been taught some lessons I've learned some things for myself and so you know now I know how to navigate certain things in certain situations so I wouldn't feel heartbroken if I end up you know leaving this sort of situation that I have uh, with this individual so I do think there is somewhat of an attachment right mm. because he is really like the only one that I know mm. in North Carolina someone that I've talked to felt comfortable with and so it's now like, okay, like we're hanging out, we're doing things. So it feels good, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it, oh, it, it low-key just feels like a friendship, but with fucking. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I feel like that's why like I wouldn't feel bad about walking away. Yeah. You have the opportunity of just walking away. I know you're a good person and you're, never gonna like like we talked in our last post about ghosting but you have that opportunity you have the opportunity just fucking fully I'm not feeling it I don't want to give you the time of day you treated me bad I felt bad about the situation if you don't want to come up to me for that situation then we can just move on like you have the opportunity to do that and I want you to and I want to remind you as your friends that even though you're in North Carolina and you just know this person you have a special opportunity just walking away, meeting other people, and that's it. Whether mm-hmm. they come back or they don't, that's on them. That's not on you. You shouldn't feel bad about what you did because it was a sweet gesture. It was cute. It wasn't too much. Maybe they felt like it was too much. But you can also be like, oh, that's bullshit that you felt like it was too much. You know, mm-hmm. like that's not too much. And if and if my if the way that I give love is going to be too much because me walking up to your, you know, your job and giving you some cookies may be like 10% of what I'm willing to give you. I know. And they feel like it's seven out of 10 too much. You, that's not a compatible, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. 
just move on like what the fuck like you have that opportunity to be like I can date around I can do what I want to do I can find someone that might feel like that's like bare minimum Mm -hmm. right and so like yeah and with this week I was like damn like I did for a couple days I did a uh oh like like what am I doing wrong and then I woke up one morning and I had a realization I was like I don't think it is me because I feel like I've been transparent I've been open I've kind of like been the same since the beginning so it's something that this other person needs to work on or figure out Cause like why why is this gesture making you feel some sort of way? Like please come up with the verbiage to have a conversation with me, so then I can you know hear your side of it. Cause right now I don't understand. Like you're just giving me base level, but you know why? Yeah, and I think the reality is that like I feel like you've been you've been feeling like it's time to end it for a minute now and so (laughs) I think that like again Mm -hmm. I personally think having a conversation would at least ease the thing like ease things over um but I think you'll figure that out like (laughs) I think you'll figure that out I think and maybe it is time maybe it is time and maybe it is time to move on to move on to other things and to also you know get the pandemic makes everything so hard, but I feel like in North Carolina, it's not as, like, they're not as, like, they probably have clubs open and shit, you know? They do, and I was thinking about going for a New Year's, but now with the new variant, I don't know, sis. Let's put that mask on real quick, girl. Just put it on and never I take know. it off. Get a straw. Drink to the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did have a listener question that I got on my DM that might correlate to this i don't want to bring it up later if we're going to move on mm-hmm. but the listening question was i've been with my partner for a year and a half off and on we met online uh it was cool in the beginning he's he's all the things that i had on my checklist of course that's why i went out on a date with him but hanging out with him has become really boring and I just, I'm not feeling it anymore. Basically, this person is not feeling it anymore. How do I break up with them? Should I do it quick and easy? It's been a year and a half. We don't have much solidifying factors except for that we exchange gifts both Christmases. Uh, should I wait until Christmas or after Christmas? Because I want my presents. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Christmas already passed. Yes, so ma'am. Like, I hope you got your presents, babe. <laughs> so sorry we're uh, doing this late, but what do y'all think? Well, I'm kind of in the same this. situation. I know. I have a hard time with this one because I, I, I cannot break up. I try so hard. I'm not... I just, I don't have the bone in my body. I just feel bad. I feel like, oh, what if I made a mistake? I'm very regretful. So like, I know that it's a very hard thing for me to do. So I do the latter. I ghost. So if I know, even if I've been with someone for a year, two years, and I know it's not going well, and I know that they, and then I know that they have an inkling of it's not going well, then I would just ghost them. Mm, I want to ghost. We already know. Just because I feel like one and a half years, that's a long time. 
like you've been together with someone for a long time and to have the disrespectfulness to just go sit and not have a conversation like I feel like you should at least talk it out and say hey you know like I'm feeling this sort of way um and I think we've just grown apart and that's it or I, I feel like we've grown apart because I'm feeling x y and z because you don't know how the other person is feeling and then once you have that conversation, then, you know, just move on. Okay, yeah. I'm going to throw a wrench in there real quick before we go on. We have had a lot of, we have seen a lot of examples and we have had, and this has happened to friends of ours too, where when you have done the traditional, hey, it's not working out, let's break up. That does not mean that these men are not, well, I'm not assuming, I don't know what the gender of the person who is, the, of the person who messaged you, if they're a man, woman, whatever. But we have seen that some of these men are crazy. Some of them will contact you even three years after you've broken up with them every single day on a private number. You know, <laughs> you know, some of them have ownership over you. And so I think that I think you, whoever the person, whoever the person is asking the question, I think you have to gauge a the sanity of the other person and b what you're willing to put up with. So if you are willing to have a conversation and if you are willing to have like a, I don't know, a sense of closure, then like, yes, go ahead and have that conversation. But if you know that it might, A, put you in danger, P, B, put you in this position that you no longer want to be in, like maybe they'll talk shit about you, maybe blah, blah, blah. I don't know, I would, like whatever, if you feel an inkling, any inkling that it might negatively affect you, I personally recommend ghosting <laughs> and cutting all communications, like literally like block, cut off everything, change your num. I, all of it, the teeth, you do not exist to this person anymore and they do not exist to you. Or the change opposite. your Instagram handle. Change your Instagram, block, like block, 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 change the, like do everything so that person no longer exists in your life. I a hundred percent agree. I know who this person is because they hit me up in the DMs. And what I will say is, yes, a year and a half. I agree with both. A year and a half is way too much to, to completely ghost. But I do think that you should listen to your inner instincts and take care of yourself and your safety first. And I feel like if you're in a space where you are feeling like it's not working out, I bet you nine out of 10 times, your partner is also feeling the same way. You're both putting up um, a sense of, exactly, a facade that you're, you know, like you're doing the most for the other partner, not knowing that the other partner is feeling the same. But if you sit down and you have a conversation like, hey, are you feeling it? Mm -hmm. If you're both feeling that sense of like, it's not working out, or you're feeling a very strong sense of it's not working out, tell your partner to be like, is it not working out? Like, I want to end this amicably. Like, I want I don't want to hurt your feelings, but I just, I'm no longer feeling it like in this way that we used to have. So be honest, have, have truthful conversation in between the fucking, between the eating and between the texting, have honest conversation with your person, you know, whether you're dating multiple people or not, just have honest conversations with them, give them the opportunity to make a decision and don't just um, make preemptive decisions without putting them and your feelings first basically so our next question comes from our listener adriana 
She said, a question I would say you could talk about is have any of you three felt lost in life or that you didn't have a direct end goal? If so, what did you do to change that? Or how did that affect your life? I feel like I'm kind of going through that now. And I think the reason for me moving from Massachusetts to North Carolina was because I felt as though, one, I outlived my time in Massachusetts, but I wanted to do something new. Like I want to have different goals. Like I want to achieve something, but I also want to you know, create a more solidified future and what that looks like. I haven't done that yet. So I just feel like I'm waking up every day doing the same thing in cycles. So I'm working, doing chores, and then that's it. You know, I haven't really thought about that too much. So right now I feel a little lost. You know, I met the goal of me moving and transitioning spaces, but now what does that look like? What do I want to do? What does the goal of me in North Carolina look like? Do I even want to stay here for, you know, a few years? You know, so right now, you know, I do feel lost. And in order, I guess for me, in order for me to get over that hump is, you know, just to really solidify a plan. Uh, I try, I'm kind of an avoidant person too. So <laughs> I, I procrastinate on things. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> so I will take my time when trying to, figure things out when I'm trying to play it but you know obviously it will and always gets done uh, but I think what you can do is you know just evaluate reevaluate what you want you know what is it that you want to do and if you do feel lost you know why do you feel lost you know what is making you feel lost and you know what are some things going good for you now that you could possibly look on the bright side of you know because sometimes when at least for me like when I feel lost it's because I feel like I'm not doing enough or I'm not meeting goals at like a certain time period that I want to be meeting them by so just reevaluating that and you know just try and figure some things out that way to hmm. so set up a timeline something that's realistic and if you don't meet that goal you know what's the next step or honestly sometimes you know it's okay to feel lost you know I don't know how old you are um but sometimes it's all right to be lost because sometimes when you are lost you always find a way and there's always more than one way to get somewhere there is this lingering uh situational sheath of truth around being in your 20s where it's like I feel like I should be doing more. I feel like I'm not doing enough. I feel like I'm not doing what I need to be doing. I don't know who I am, all this shit. You're going through your trainings and figuring out what you are. Again, like Junior said, I don't know how old you are, but to be honest, this is the only, to me, not knowing where you're going, what you're doing or feeling lost is the natural progression in life if you feel like you're completely done or anything like that that's unnatural to me but yes uh not knowing like where you're going it's like the natural progression I feel like we've we felt that before I my yeah. I myself still living in Massachusetts and all that stuff and having a full-time job that pays well I've all I always feel that I always feel the 
the eminent of like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where I'm going or anything like that. That's supernatural. And the way that I get myself out of it is I just talk to people that are in my same situation. I talk to people who love me. I, I talk to people who understand me better than I know myself sometimes. And I just reassure myself because at the end of the day, anything that you're going to do in your life has no time limit. So if I'm meant to live in London and that's not even in the scope of like my mindset right now, life will tell me one day you're moving to London. That's what it is. Just for me, go with the flow. Whatever Mm. you're doing right now and it feels comfortable is what you're meant to do. Mm. If you've at any point feel like it's boring or you need to do something else, move on, do something else. You know what I mean? Just have that natural progression. Listen to your own self, listen to your gut and yeah, go with the flow. Yeah. I, I always feel lost. Always. I am constantly looking for places to give me signs. (laughs) You know, I follow a lot of like YouTube tarot card stuff or on my social media platforms, I have tarot things. And I just, I am a person who constantly feels, I think because I grew up in a very particular household, like I, I have not developed trust. And even in my intuition, sometimes I don't, my intuition will tell me something and I can't, and I can't even trust myself from time to time because I don't know. I don't really know if my intuition is like saying this. I feel like sometimes my intuition goes into two different spaces. A, this, this exact moment I'm feeling something, you need to feel this heavily or you have been hurt so many times in the past that this is a red flag and we need you to respond to it because we're nervous. And, and that was something that right before coming to Mexico, I was feeling that. I was like, I don't know. I, what are my goals in my life? What am I looking forward to? What do I desire? I knew that I was feeling... I was not feeling enough. I was not feeling, I was not feeling like I had a home. Like I, even, even with people around me who I cared about, I just, I did not feel at home and I just couldn't figure out what, I think for, I think after grad school, I really felt a loss of self. And I think I felt a loss of self because I told myself that grad school would be this pinnacle moment in my career where I then can move forward and do some like crazy ass shit. I was like, I'm just gonna focus on my art. I'm just gonna focus on me. I'm literally just gonna be the bad bitch that I know that I can be. And for the first year, I was able to do that. I, for the first year, I was able to center my work, center me. I felt really good what I was what I was making. I felt really good about the conversations I was having. And the second year, <laughs> I started caring about people and that really fucked me up. And it really fucks me up because I think when I get really attached to anyone, I become very overwhelmed with wanting to take care of them and wanting to make sure that they're fine and wanting to make sure that I'm fine and wanting to get something out of it. And I think I lost myself in that. And I didn't give myself the powerful ending that I was expecting myself to have. And so also like, you know, some like medical things happened during that year too. And 
other things like they're just like things kept on like popping up that like were like telling me hey girl you're gonna fuck up this year <laughs> even though I ended up having like a good final thesis people really liked my work people liked what I was doing and it really pushed me into being like oh like what I've always wanted to do was make clothing for people in whatever capacity that I can and it pushed me into like what I'm doing now but I just felt lost I felt very lost and I felt so I was like okay I'm gonna move to Chicago the pandemic happened I couldn't move to Chicago right away so then it had to put me on hold and then I, <laughs> and I think this is this is where like this feeling a sense of loss is complicated because I think I grew up Catholic so I do have a connection and do have a belief with something higher I call it Jesus. <laughs> I call it God because that's the language that I was giving. Do I necessarily believe that two men are up there that will deciding everything for us? Probably not. But I'll use that's the language that I've used because I've had, again, I've grown up with it. I've had comfort with it. That's the language I'm going to use. But I really do feel like this higher power above us is throws us a thing in our face or pushes us to a space where we then have to make hard decisions. And I, well, you know, I was, I was talking to someone right before I, before, before I left to Mexico and it ended tragically. And, and because that ended tragically, literally the next morning, as I was peeing, as I went to use the bathroom, I was like, I'm gonna wait until he sends me a text. And if he doesn't send me a text, I'm leaving. And I don't know, and I was like, okay. And then I woke up, he did not send me a text. And the first thing I did was buy a ticket for one first class, one-way ticket to Mexico. I let, did not question it twice. Did not think about it. Didn't, I didn't have a home yet there. I didn't have nothing set up there yet. I was like, okay, I'm going to leave in three months. And so I bought a ticket three months in advance. It was $500. And I was like, I'm going to go. And I think that like that was that was the push that I needed to realize that like, A, I was very unhappy in the States and I was very unhappy where I was. And B, I need to figure out how to become really independent. Like I need to figure out how, I've always had the crutch of friends, of family, of people who I care for around me. And I've always been able to like rely on people if I deeply needed it. Mexico, I know nobody. I didn't know anybody. It literally was a fresh fucking start. I was like, I'm literally going here. I might have a friend or two, but realistically, like, I know that they're busy, I'm busy, and our lives are just different. So we might not inter intertwine the most. So I'm like, okay, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. How do I make it work? You know? And so far, it has worked in such a positive way that, like, I don't regret being here. Like, I'm so happy that I moved and I'm so happy. It affected my life in the, in the positive. You know, like it really put me in perspective of like, hey, this is what I wanna do. This is how I wanna do it. And this is why I'm doing it. Okay, let's get our shit together. Let's do this. Oh, so no, I was gonna um, add on to what Noel said or um, talk about what Noel said. You know, sometimes, <laughs> You know, you like what you said about happiness. I think really identifying like, are you happy in this moment too? Oh. Like, will also help guide your decision. Before moving to North Carolina, I was not happy working as a teacher, as a 
mm. visual arts educator at a high school anymore. Like, do I love and miss the kids? Of course. But at that moment, I feel like one, my needs weren't being met. I didn't feel as though I was making an impact you know, like I was before because, you know, the pandemic happened. So I was just talking to screens all the time. Um, but also to, you know, administration as well. So, you know, I don't want to stay in a space where I don't, I don't feel progression. Mm. And so like really identifying your happiness and also like where your worth is, is also important to make that step. And for me, you know, I just said, I'm moving to North Carolina. I didn't know where I was going. North Carolina well I knew it was going to be Charlotte but I didn't know where I was going to live or anything like that so sometimes it just also takes like what Noel said a big just leap sometimes you just need a leap big and things will figure itself out once you take that jump and that leap that first step I agree all I was going to add was that Noel spoke about oh you know, I went to school, I got my master's, and now I feel like my world's gonna come together. And um, from someone that has done, you know, the uh, expected steps, the basic steps, hoping that they were gonna get some answers about what life was gonna be like, realizing that after you do what's expected of you, that may not fulfill you in any way, shape, or form. Not everything that you think is going to fulfill you will fulfill you in your life. You have to take those leaps. You have to go after. If you feel like you're on a steady progression into unhappiness, do something crazy. Travel, go somewhere. Uh, do something you never think you'd think before. Do something you've never done before. If you've never lived on your own, live on your own for a, a, a year or so. You know, it might not be for everybody, but the things that society leaves out saying like this is how your life's gonna go you're gonna go to school you're gonna go, go to job and this is that you do those things and you do them well like you may go to an ivy league school and then you you know you come out of it being like i still don't know who the fuck i am that's that's literally the most important thing figuring out who the fuck you are and those basic steps that everyone tells you you need to do to figure that things out may not always produce the answers you want so you have to go after those answers baby girl Absolutely. <laughs> you have to do and it that's, that's the biggest conversation about school too is that like we've all gone to school and look how different all of our paths are and we all have degrees in certain things that we're quote unquote what we're going to be doing for the rest of our lives mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know and I think that's the that is the, the hard, and I've seen the people who I've, we've gone to school with, there's a couple of them that trickle into my timeline every once in a while on Instagram, you know, you know, because I was kind of friend, you know, I was acquaintances enough that they like pop up here and there. And seeing, even seeing even these like white privileged kids, they still don't have their shit together either. I'm like, they're in the same boat as we are. Half of them are going to grad school now. Half of them are extremely unhappy doing some sort of remedial nine to five job because it's extremely hard to get a job in any of our fields without having the proper connections. And we went to like a public art school, which has its perks in the context of like people and like, you know, the accessibility, you know, it's not as expensive, whatever, but it doesn't mean it had the best connections to get us into the fields that we were asking to be in. So that made, so that makes it extremely complicated. And so like, we're literally, we're not in our thirties yet, but supposedly we're supposed to be all set by the time we get to 30. Mm. 
And in reality, looking at where we're at now, I'm like, we're not, we have, we have surpassed certain people and we're also going to get where we need to get when we need to get there. And that's all that matters. I think that's all that matters for all of us. Whatever success looks to us, like success has never looked like a job to me. (laughs) I would like to also make that clear. Success has never been like, hey, I'm going to have this certain work and work is a work work has never been it success has always been like am i happy am i happy are people around me happy do i care about people around me do i have a home do i have a lover like those have always been the things that have meant to me the pinnacle to success obviously i would like to have billions hundreds millions of dollars i would love to have all that shit for sure but i think the reality is that like we are all centering our happiness and that's that is that is the goal like that will that should always be everyone's goal it, it shouldn't matter whether or not like of course like we all have financial goals work goals whatever but the goal at the end of the day is are you happy are you happy mm. like I like I like I know like Demel you went into real estate like because like you needed money because you mm-hmm. were like this shit. and like this doesn't mean that you're not an incredible artist it just means that like you need a different path for to like have the lifestyle that you wanted and that you needed accessible to yourself right engineer you weren't happy at teaching like you were happy obviously with the connection with the students but you had no fucking free time there was literally no time outside of you just working so it's like we've learned I think that's the beautiful thing about the pandemic too is that it has really pushed us to really center what just makes us happy I agree 100 (laughs) (laughs) all right for our last segment since it is you know almost the ending of the year and we're approaching 2022 we're yeah 2022 and i've seen some memes are being like oh it's 2020 t-o-o no 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 it's 2022 (laughs) it's in brand new year stop fucking it around what are our new year's resolutions what are we doing out here resolutions are bullshit (laughs) oh I agree. <laughs> but there's definitely goals for sure. Because I feel like resolutions, right? It's for at least for me, it's always the same shit every year. But I kind the last year, right? So last year, I was like, I actually just want to do goals instead. I'm gonna do short term and long term. Whatever I don't get done in the long term, I'll just transition it for this next year. So I pretty much met all my short-term goals mm. this year from what I came up with, you know, at the end of last year. And so my biggest goal for 2022 would be, I think just really solidifying exactly what else I want to do. Cause I feel like I can be doing more or at least like I want to do more and especially like within the art realm. So it's, you know, it's really just figuring that out. And of course, you know, be healthy and all that stuff, blah, blah. But (laughs) my main goal is to, you know, tap back into my art. Like Mm. what does that look like? Noel? My goals. So I agree with Trinier because we both, we both like wrote down these like little pieces of paper when last New Year's. 
and we were both like writing down our like our desires like those are dreams <laughs> and my biggest like my biggest goal last year was a i would like to move and b i would like to be in the space of intimacy and so i've achieved both those goals and i feel really good about them right now and i think that for this year i like I, I also believe like, you know, resolutions are kind of bullshit because it's like, it's like, it's like you're giving yourself such a high thing to like achieve. And I'm like, in reality, like some of those might not happen. And I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to, what's it called? I don't want to take yourself out. Yeah. I don't want to psych myself out. I don't want to disappoint myself. Mm-hmm. So like, I know that the big, the one goal, like the number one right now is to get my own apartment. <laughs> like, that is the number one. It is so cheap to have a two-bedroom apartment in Mexico that I it is ridiculous that I'm spending what I'm spending now in an Airbnb like I literally could be spending half of what I'm spending and to have a space that's mine you know like mm-hmm. fully, it is my space I don't get the maids anymore but <laughs> but I'm okay I don't want that I don't need that I just I miss having I miss having my own home I miss having like a bed that's mine like I just I you know me I'm very decorative owning so something is owning something I want I miss having that and it's so cheap here that it just it's ridiculous for me to constantly be spending all this money like most of my money I was like I had money when I got here and most of it disappeared because the Airbnbs it's around a thousand and some change per month when I could be spending 500 and some change you know and that's that's my fault because I just wanted to be I'm always that's the one thing that I'm bad at is that there's moments where I do have fears and so I'm afraid of like fucking up but you know I have all the resources now to not fuck up so I just need to get the money together now but my biggest goal is a is to to have my own apartment and the second one is to like finally have my business be online like I don't have an online platform because it's been so easy through Instagram and like things sell out really quickly so I don't really there's no necessity for me to have a platform for people to order from the website. Um, but I think like, I think at this point, <laughs> I'm like, if Instagram starts dying out or if other platforms don't become, or if TikTok becomes the main one and Instagram is like the old people thing now, I think I just want to have a website. I just want to have an online store. I want to have it where everything is on this one platform where I can just update it whenever I need to and just ship things out from there. And I think those mm-hmm. are the two that like mean the most to me as goal goal career wise and then obviously in intimacy I think that like I would like I'm (laughs) fingers crossed I'm just hoping that we finally get to the point because like me and the person who I'm with we're still in the quote-unquote dating range dating field and I'm just really excited for the point I don't know when he's gonna do it and I'm not gonna force it I'm just gonna enjoy what I'm existing in now but I'm excited for the moment that he just like okay let's like we're now like we're in a relationship but that's what I'm waiting for I just I'm waiting for that moment I would like that to happen and I because it'll resolve a lot of these economical issues or because you want it because I want it (laughs) I want it in both I'm like because I know for him it means for him it means something for him it's like the night it's what it's it's almost like a marriage to him like for him like being in a relationship is like moving in, having this, having that, like, it is so weighted 
which I think is a cultural thing for sure. Because I'm just like, I don't, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen an American like take a quote unquote being in a relationship as serious as he's taking it. Mm-hmm. And for him, it means something so massive. And so that's why he's really taking his time. Um, so I'm just hoping that like we just solidify that shit sooner than later. Um and I'm just I'm just gonna wait though. I'm just gonna wait and enjoy it. My my goal is to just enjoy what's happening now. Jamel? My New Year's resolution is like Chenier, I want to get back into my artistry. I mean, the thing is, when you're a person who's technically into you know, creating or doing whatever it is, and then you find yourself in a space where you are spending way too much time doing life instead of, you know, enjoying your artistry and stuff like that. Those little instances of uh, creativity that you want to take the time for, they escape you. So this year, I want to take a space where if I have an inspiration, I'll take the time to create to do things because that's a part of me that is never going to go away. That's a part of me that's always going to be there no matter what I'm doing in my life. So I really want to take the chance to give myself the chance to develop my artistry. Mm -hmm. The second thing I want to do is uh, do a big life change, whether that is moving in with my, uh, you know, significant other or, you know, doing something crazy or something like that. I do have little, like little, what you may call them, <laughs> little New Year's Eve resolutions when it comes to weight or whatever. But that's every year thing. Like everybody's got a little weight goal they they're trying to reach or whatever it is. Right. Something they're trying to change. That's like not by June. <laughs> exactly <laughs> by summer. <laughs> everybody's got the little weight goals but for me it's literally just getting back to being an artist doing things that make me you know happy about you know that part of my life you know that I've given up because of money or whatever not given up but like just haven't paid attention to um you know and then just doing something that fulfills me entirely and wholly whether that is moving out moving with my boyfriend or whatever it may look like so Mm -hmm. that's all I got for (laughs) y'all so pretty much we're all on the same page it's just us being happy yep and travel I want to take one more other uh, one other big trip somewhere I don't know you know we all three of us have had those conversations like oh big travel we don't know how realistic it is right now just because depending on what we do this year you know what time we have um some of those trips may or may not come to fruition but we've had some travel um goals of our own for the longest time so i just want one more big trip for this year uh i want one big trip for every year but at yeah. least uh, for 2022, one more of those, you know, oh, shit, we spent 10 days in a place we don't know anything about. So, Well, we did. We have been saying Bali. So if not mm. 2022, then 2023 mm. for yeah. sure. Yep. That's the, the next picture. The fuck down. Yeah, <laughs> no. for real. But anyways, that's a good place to cut it off for this episode. Um, 
Happy Thank New you. Year's, everybody. Hopefully yeah. 2022 brings you love, peace, prosperity, and whatever your goals, you know, come yeah. to be. Bring those thoughts of whatever you want for this year to come true on that, you know, countdown, have them with you, you know, color coordinate with what you want. You want peace, wear white. You want love, wear red. You want money, wear green. Bring, have those in your thoughts as the year comes in. I know that for many, just, you know, a changing of the clocks or taking away of the clocks doesn't mean anything, but you know, do the tradition, do it right. And it'll come to you. (laughs) Just make sure, you know, we answer some questions today. Like, we would love to answer more questions. So please yeah. answer questions in our inbox. You know our Instagram by now. Or DM us personally. Or DM us personally. All of our Instagrams will be on our main page. Well, I'll, post, I'll put it in our bios. Um, but hit us up. Like, I love that question. I think Adriana, you had a really great question. And Debel, whoever messaged you, also had a really good question. Yeah. No, that's the whole point of this podcast is for us to answer as much as we can. Yay. And we'll I keep it anonymous you- if you need to, for sure. Yeah. If you want your name, if you want your at, we'll do it too. Yes. And if you're interested in being on the podcast, like if you have like a very specific topic you want to talk about. Yes. No, we're not, you know, 2021 or 20, what is it, 2022? Yeah. 2022. <laughs> is when we will allow that to happen. We wanted to have a slow start in the beginning, um, but I think we're starting to get ready for that point. So I'm excited to see what that looks like. Yeah, we want guests. <laughs> All right, so we'll close it right now. Of Can I help you? Can I help you? We'll see y'all next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>